Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. We're headed over to Colorado today for Song of the Soul, where we're going to find a man named Jeffrey Dallet and the music of the Dallet Band. That's Dallet, written like ballet, but with a D, which I understood implicitly, given that I speak French. I'm always intrigued and pleased when I get to know of people of younger generations who find the power and beauty in the folk music and the musicians so influential in my own love affair with music, and to see what other music entwines in their younger hearts with openness to all the music that has emerged and evolved in the past 50 years. Jeffrey cherishes the music from previous generations of folk, but, like the best of us, he incorporates that music and births new variations and song children through his voice. Maybe you'll get a hint of what I'm talking about by the name of their latest release. It's called Electric Judas. Jeffrey Dallet joins us via Zoom from Denver, Colorado. Jeffrey, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the time and giving me the platform to talk. You do a lot of work on promoting your stuff, right? I mean, this is the Dalai Band, so I mean, your name's on it, so you better get the word out there. Exactly. And that's what, you know, we've been doing and what I've been trying to do is get the word out. You know, we released this new EP back at the end of October. And yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get the word out. Was there any effort or synergy that you were looking for in releasing it the day before Halloween? <laughs> Not really. It wasn't a grand plan? No, no, it wasn't. No. I mean, it would have been cool, you know. I mean, like, oh, it's the day before Halloween and we're going to, you know. But uh, no, there was no grand scheme behind that. You're 38 years old. I'm 66. And I'm looking at the wall behind you. I'm seeing a little bit of football, but I'm also seeing a number of performers up there. Would you, for our listeners, people who can't see what I'm seeing right now, tell us about those pictures and how those came to be part of the constellation that surrounds Jeffrey Dallet. Well, there are some of my favorite albums. Like, okay, so we got Almond Brothers Live at the Fillmore East right there, a double album. We've got Bruce Springsteen Born to Run right there. We've got Abbey Road by the Beatles, which is right up there. And then right behind me is Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water. Second album I ever bought, by the way. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. that's awesome. The yeah, first one was Sounds of the Silence. But yeah, and so they all have significance to me. Like, you know, Bruce Springsteen, when he released Born to Run, I, I remember when I bought, I was, I don't know, I was younger. I was probably like 15 or 16 and I bought his greatest hits album, which was released in the mid nineties. And in it, he had little writings on each song. In it, he said uh, for that song, Born to Run, he was like, just a 24 year old kid trying to make the greatest rock and roll record ever, man. And that's kind of cool. You know, I was like, oh man, you know, and that was his third album. And I guess his label was about to drop him. And he they were like, oh, this guy, you know, I mean, he's not 
commercially viable or whatever. And then he wrote that <laughs> entirely album and just, you know, skyrocketed him to rock and roll fame. I just, that's just cool. And for me personally, as a writer, and, you know, I've never really sat down and tried to write the greatest rock and roll record of all time, but I think that's a cool thing to shoot for. And then the, the Abbey Road album up there, I used to listen to that when I was a really little kid. My mom and my dad had that album when I was growing up and I was like six, seven years old. And we're like, oh, let's put that on. So we'd listen to that. And there was also a Sgt. Pepper's album that my parents had, but that's not up on the wall, obviously. Which for them by that time was a golden oldie already. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. They were like, oh, this is, you know, we listened to this back in the day. And my dad, when uh, my dad's from France and when he came to this country, he had really long hair and he actually looked kind of like George Harrison on that album cover. You know, he's walking there, he's got all the denim stuff on and he's got that long, dark hair. And that's how my dad kind of looked when he came over to this country. So he thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Merveilleux. <laughs> so what was your intro to you? making music to Jeffrey Dallet making music did you get piano lessons when you were a kid were you in the choir or did you join a band at the age of six I don't know <laughs> no actually the genesis of my music career was uh, I took piano lessons when I was in fourth grade I took piano lessons and learned and then when I was in fifth grade I wanted to play the trombone and I played the trombone all the way out through high school I wanted to play the trombone because my uncle had played the trombone and I, my uncle's really important to me. He's a, kind of like a father figure to me. So I played the trombone and everything. And I played that through high school. I was in the marching band, the jazz band, the concert band, all that kind of stuff. And uh, the pit orchestra even for our high school musicals. And then after I got out of school, I was like, man, you know, I'd always listen to music too. And my kind of preference is that older stuff, you know, the older folk music, rock music, and I was like, man, you know, you hear a song, everybody says that, you know, they hear a song, they're like, wow, I identify with that. Wow, that's my church or whatever. And so that was with me. And I just loved the music and the song. I was like, man, if I could just do that, you know, that would be awesome. And then that's when I kind of tried to start writing songs. So about what age are you talking about? Well, I was probably about, I was kind of older in that scope. I was probably about 19, 20 about that time. And when I wanted to learn how to play guitar and actually the reason, one of the other reasons why I was in college at this time and there was a girl that I really liked and I was like, oh man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a song for her and then she's going to like me. You know, I'm going to do that. So I'm going <laughs> to learn how to play the guitar and I'm going to write a song for her and I'm going to, so I did. Suffice it to say it was not successful. She ended up marrying this guy who's on the football team. What a loser. And that, that yeah, explains exactly. that explains the football poster up on your wall. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that was, uh, that was that, that. So it crashed and burned on that, but that was another kind of reason behind it, I guess. <laughs> so I kicked you off. It's lost love in this case. It was the aspiration to love that got you in the direction. Singing. When you're playing the trombone, you can't sing. It kind of mutually exclusive. Piano, you could do that. Guitar, you can do that. When did you get into singing? Basically, when I started playing guitar, because you know, at first I was like, well, maybe I can just be a writer. But then I was like, no, I'd, I'd like to sing the stuff that I'm writing. So I just basically started singing when I started playing guitar, basically. And I'd write a song and I'd try to sing it. And then I really started kind of cutting my teeth, if you will, at open mics and stuff like that. And that's when I really kind of started singing. It was a longer journey because I started later in life, if you will. I didn't start doing it till seriously pursuing it and doing it till I was like 30. I had always played and I had always written, 
I just had written songs just to do it. And then I decided I wanted to pursue it full time or well, full time. I, I have a job, you know, I, I don't make a living off of my music. Unfortunately, I would love to do that. Yet. 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 Right. yet. yet. Yeah. So I started and then, yeah, I just started open mics and playing and playing and playing as much as I could. And that's when I really kind of started singing. Well, kick us off for Song of the Soul. Give us a taste. And now there's three releases so far of the Jeffrey Daley Band. Yeah. And and the latest one being called Electric Judas. But you've got a history of three recordings that you've been in charge of, right? Yes. We released an EP called My Old Record Store, which was back in 2014 is when that was released. That had three. It was just an EP. It had three. It had Dare Dayton, Ohio, Bye Bye Middle Class Blues, and My Old Record Store on it. Then we released that as part of a album called Abnormal Oddities, which was in 2018. That had eight songs on it, a full length. And then, yeah, then The Electric Judas, which was just this year. And you skipped Mile High Lament. Oh, yes. There was a single, which was Mile High Lament in between there. Yeah, sorry. That's right. I did. Are you from Denver originally? I am. Yeah, I'm from here. I've been here. Well, actually, I've been here since I was three years old. And I know I was born in Springfield, Illinois, and my mom got a teaching job out here. And we came out here when I was three. Okay. So your roots are all a mile high already. Yes, that's right. Okay. Sounds good. So start us off with your song. What's first for Song of the Soul? Why don't we kick it off with Dear Dayton, Ohio? How about that one? And what connection do you have with Dayton, Ohio? And why, why this one? Okay, so my family, my mom's side of the family is from Dayton, Ohio. And I've been there many, many, many times. And I spent a lot of time in Dayton, Ohio. And the song was born out of being there and real and, and seeing the urban decay, if you will, going on in that city, just from different you know policies and economic policies that have really tanked that place. And now my grandfather's neighborhood where we spend so many times is it's not in good shape. So that was uh, Dear Dayton, Ohio was born out of that. We'll dive in for Jeffrey Dalle. He's part of the Jeffrey Dalle Band. Dalle is spelled like ballet with a T on the end, but with a D at the beginning. Dalleband.com. Here is Dear Dayton, Ohio.
night and crumbles to the ground as Colonel White Cause they ain't been born no rich man's son Main Street Highway 48 rots and slides into decay As violence locks hard on poverty's door Claim to fame to the birth of flight All hail the protection of Patterson Wright What's all wrong, please soon make right As do the spawn of E.J. Brown Are they getting harder and harder to spot these days? Slap the grins off the main street whores who reap the sins of the drop in price that makes it easier to sell your soul. By depression, you mean it's the little man's problem. Back to the Rust Belt, Dayton, Ohio, amongst them, and Rust in Peace. That is not a mispronunciation of R-E-S-T, it's R-U-S-T, Rust in Peace, Dayton Town, which is home home place for Jeffrey Dallet's mother, a place very familiar to him. And I could hear the song two different ways. I get an idea that there's part of you which is evangelical about the social ills of the world. 
But it also could just be, this is what my heart remembers through my mother, right? Which way do you go? How does your connection to social issues or change in the world or memorabilia go? How does that weigh in your soul? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I have a lot of good memories and all the things that are in that song, all the references are things from my childhood and even into my 20s. And the social ills, that's front and foremost, I would say. The song is born out of the, the, the experiences and a little bit of rage that goes on with just the disregard for the working class and the way that people can't make a living wage just going to get a job somewhere, you know, like, oh, well, you know, just go go get a job at McDonald's. You know, you hear people say that, you know, well, I can get a job, but right now I can go down the street and get a job at McDonald's. Well, you can't live on that. I mean, what health insurance are you going to get from that? And especially here in Denver, the way the rent is so high now, I think that that's a lot uh, in my personal experiences as being a lot in the working class and realizing how little you do get paid for these jobs that are, they're hard, you know, they're, they're physical, they're demanding, they don't offer health insurance, they're part-time, they try to keep you under 40 hours so they don't have to pay you the health insurance. It's that kind of thing that was born out of that. And then relating to Dayton, the working class that has crumbled, basically, my grandfather worked at Frigidaire, which is was in Dayton, Ohio for, he worked there for like 40 years or something, a long time. And they kind of forced him into retirement as he was getting into his sixties, I think. So that's, I, I think it's kind of a, like a weave of both of those. Well, let's listen to some more of the music of Jeffrey Dallet and the Dallet band. Let's do a glitter and gore. How about that one? I would say this song is different than the others on the recording. I'm pretty sure I can't name a single melody in it. Now, you came of age, even though you're 28 years behind me, you came of age listening to Simon and Garfunkel, who were melodic. They never did a song like Glitter and Gore, and I don't think even Bruce Springsteen did one like that. But there were certainly bands when I was growing up who would have done something like Glitter and Gore. Where does it come from for you? What's the influences? What's the message? At the time, I didn't listen to a lot of grunge and, and rock me and that kind of stuff. But as time went on, I started listening to it a lot. And I was a big Chris Cornell fan. And I liked Soundgarden. I just, I just liked it. And so that's kind of where that comes from. I was like, oh, man, I want to write a song that you know, has some grit to it. Gritty is a pretty good word for this song. It also feels a bit, it's not just grit, the anger. And you've mentioned anger a couple of different times, working class dilemma and all that kind of thing. Is there specific anger that fuels this song? Yeah, I think it's born out of me subjugating myself to certain girls that I've just been madly in love with or infatuated with. And I think it's me having basically a low opinion of myself, thinking that I'm not good enough for them and for keeping me, I don't know, maybe self-sabotage or something like that in a relationship or with the specific person. I think that that's where that comes from and the kind of maybe anger I have at myself thinking that I'm not good enough for them. Well, folks, get ready. I think this may be the first authentically grunge rock song that I've played on Song of the Soul. We've had punk rock and various varieties of rap and so on. But grunge rock, this may be the first, folks, you're privileged here today to hear Jeffrey Dallet and the Dallet band render to you glitter and gore. Go to it, Jeffrey.
Some people might not recognize it, but that song, Glitter and Gore by the Dalai Band, is definitely a lament to love lost. And I'd say, the way I'd say it, Jeffrey, by the way, is that it's love of oneself that enables all the other loves. Yes. You talked way back when we were first talking about the song that you wrote for, uh, you're going to figure there's a young woman that you wanted to earn her love. So if you'd write a song for her, you'd get it. Obviously, that's a theme that had some traction in your life, right? It's it's hard to get to the point where you see yourself, love yourself fully in relationship. Exactly. And that's what I have been learning over the course of the past seven years is yeah, I'm okay. I'm worthy of love, you know? And I don't, I don't think I felt that way when I was younger. And when I was, you know, I can think of a specific instance with this particular, not that girl in college, but this other particular woman, young girl who I was just, oh God, I was just crazy about her. I was in love with her so much. I don't know. I think I had so much self-loathing and self-doubt and insecurity that just ruined everything with it. Was there a life, a musical life for you pre-Jeffrey Dallet band? Was there another band or a history that way? Did you just launch right into your own band? No, I played solo for a long time. I was just a solo kind of folk singer, songwriter kind of guy and playing a lot of open mics and a lot of solo shows. And then slowly a band kind of formed with different people that I met and different friends that I had. And But I started out solo playing a lot of folk songs that I had written. Well, let's regale our listeners with some more of the music of the Dallet Band from Jeffrey Dallet. Where should we go next, Jeffrey? Let's do Song for Bobby. Okay, I'll get behind that one. And maybe one of the points of this song that connects to our conversation is that even great people, even talented, successful people have to face the boos and the hisses of the crowd, right? Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> For you, I mean, this song really starts from 1965 when Bob Dylan went on with electric guitar on the stage. And this is the purest folk music era. And all of a sudden, he's defiling it with an electric guitar. And somehow he faced the disapproval of the crowd and came through it. Is he your role model? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I just... Man, I don't know. When I really wanted to start doing songwriting is when I started listening to him. I would just listen to it over and over and over. And all those old albums from the mid-60s from like, you know, Bringing It All Back Home or Highway 61 or Blonde on Blonde and even the earlier ones, you know, like Free Will and Bob. I I started listening to all that stuff. And then I was just like immersed in it. And like my mind, you know, they say, you know, you know, it was like blown or whatever. And I'm just like, whoa, man. And I just was like, man, if I could just write a song, just a tenth of how good that is, you know, in my opinion, you know, but it's funny because a lot of my friends didn't like him at the time. They were like, what was this guy? He's horrible. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This guy is great, man. This guy, I think Bruce said it one time. He said, Bob Dylan did for the mind what Elvis did for the body, you know? And for me, it was, man, it was like, it was all about that. And that was about my freshman year in school. So I would consider him a big role model of mine or 
I started playing acoustic guitar. I was all about folk and singing folk songs. And then, you know, as things go, you want to branch out and you want to do different things. And I started playing electric guitar. I haven't been playing an electric guitar as long as I've been playing acoustic guitar. And my friend, John, who's in our band, he was like, dude, this new stuff you're writing is totally different. So we kind of went in a more electric direction, if you will, with at least for my writing. And then that's kind of what this new EP is kind of. And so the song is called Song to Bobby. It's performed here by the Dalé Band. Dalé, again, is written like the word ballet, but with a D. DaléBand.com. Any question on spelling, always come via northernspiritradio.org because you can spell that one correctly. It's for sure. Here is Song to Bobby. Oh, Judas, what did you do? You plugged it in, now they all have knives out for you. It's funny how the old road paid all the rules that you were meant to break. Well, I was but a speck in 65, the year they say old folk music died, but the times have changed and they saw another side of you. You brought it all home down 61 With felt-built words that had never been done But the young folk just acted like the old folk With their fear of change See, what's old is safe and what's safe gets old So give birth to something brash and bold Man, we ain't gonna do what we're told Rage Against the Machine taught me that now I ain't saying that's what you were saying But I'm saying what I'm playing Is a direct result of what you pioneered long ago Now you loved Woody and I love Bobby So let me extend this little ditty Hey Bobby Dylan, I wrote you a song Oh Judas, what did you do? You plug it in, now they all have knives out it's funny how the old road paid All the rules that you were meant to break I seen a shooting star tonight I knew it was you, it had to be It was tangled up in blue And it gave me quite a shelter from the storm now blood on the tracks was quite the act But it's hard to see when you react How it was so nice for us But so much pain for you I was knocked out loaded down in the groove But modern times saved me from doom Now I'm walking the path that you have paved Oh let it be written that with you I'm smitten And the gift to all that you have given Keeps my mind alive and churning out the line We all need a shot of love and we were saved from the man above but now it's just time out of mind I'd love to say thanks to your careworn face for the light inspired amazing grace but it's been said you should never meet your heroes you'll be disappointed So I'll just be another 
overtime to say to you just one more time there's you Bobby and everyone else oh Judas what did you do you plugged it in now they all have knives out for you it's funny how the old road paid all the rules that you were meant Oh, Judas, what did you do? The bottom line is, Bobby, we all just want to be as good as you. In homage to Bob Dylan, that was Song to Bobby. It's from the Dallet Band's latest release called Electric Judas, and their website is DalletBand.com. Dallet is D-A-L-L-E-T band.com. It's that good French influence. Oui, oui, bien sûr. And our guest today is Jeffrey Dallet, and he is in Denver, Colorado. All of the links to our guests, including the Dallet Band, are on northernspiritradio.org. All of them from the past 15 years. We've been doing this, Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action, weekly for the last 15 years. And so go to the site and you'll find amazing artists and activists, people doing great things for the world. So go there and remember to comment on and rate the programs when you listen. So when you hear these performances here by the Dallet Band, remember to comment on our site. There's also a donate button. We love it when you help us out. But even more than helping out Northern Spirit Radio, I want to encourage you to support your local community radio station. Our guest today, Jeffrey Dallet, actually works for one of the divisions of PBS, Public Broadcasting System, and alternative media, getting a voice out to there that isn't owned by the corporations is so absolutely important. And your community radio station, there's nothing better than that. It's usually run by volunteers and they're bringing you stuff from the local community. So please start by supporting them with your hands, with your wallet, make a difference in the world by providing alternate media and outlet. Uh, do you have any particularly good local community radio stations there besides the PBS stuff in Denver, Colorado, where you are, Jeffrey? We have what's called the Colorado Sound, which is kind of based out of northern Colorado. That's 105.5, uh, the Colorado Sound. And then there's another one that it used to be called CPR Open Air, but now it's called Indy 1023, I believe. And then that's based, that's kind of like a, a public radio station. And then they have one out of Boulder. I believe it's 1190. I think that's what it's called. That's the college radio station, actually. So but yeah, there, there's, a, there's a couple here in town, which, which are pretty cool. So we just got done listening to a song to Bobby, which is on your release, Electric Judas. And again, Bob Dylan, you make reference in there that one of the messages you got from Bob Dylan from his transitions, I mean, he's constantly reinventing himself. That's one of the things. And so the song previous was grunge, which I would imagine most folk enthusiasts would say, well, that doesn't fit at all with that. But in your mind, there's a bigger connection. 
talk about how that goes in your head, how the, the connection of music. I mean, you, you definitely have this connection to the original folk music singer songwriter thing and more. Yeah, I do. And, and I, I think it's because I don't know. I think it's because I like so much, so many different kinds of music and, you know, as, as a writer and as a songwriter, I'm always wanting to write a song different than the other ones that I've written. And I just like, if I hear a song, I'm like, Oh man, I wish I could write a song like that. Or that sounds like that, or that's in that vein, you know? So, you know, I, I I started listening to Soundgarden and grunge and stone temple pilots and stuff like that. And it was, it was like, it kind of, I don't know, the angst and the kind of despair or something like that. That's kind of in that. I really related to, and, and I, I think the energy of that, of those songs too, really kind of captured me. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to write a song like that. You know, back in the day, I'd make a mix CD, put like 17 or whatever songs on the thing. And I would try to put different songs on there, like from all kinds of different things. And that's kind of how I try to write too, just different stuff. I mean, we have a blue song on the Electric Judas album that if you guys go out and get the album, you can hear it. So yeah, it, it, that, that's, it's born out of, out of my different tastes and, and likes. Well, since you were in marching band and you played the trombone and all that kind of thing, have you ever gone towards any of that kind of music? Can you imagine writing a marching tune, huh? <laughs> I know, right? Actually, that'd be kind of cool. I had an idea in my mind of doing kind of like a Russian slash, not polka, but kind of like a kind of song. And I, I had that in my mind and I have the chords and stuff. I just have to, I just have to get some words for that. Anyway, that, that did kind of cross my mind. I don't know if it's necessarily marching band, but. <laughs> well, do give us some more samples of the music of the Dalai band and what you've been creating these last several years. All right. How about we do a song called My Old Record Store? And did you have your old record store? Maybe you still got one there because I understand vinyl has come back. It is coming back. And I had my own record store. My old record store actually closed down. It was called Jerry's Record Exchange. And it was right over here on Capitol Hill in Denver. And it was a great place, man. I went there all the time. And there was just such colorful characters that worked there. There was this guy named John, who was kind of the owner. And he kind of had this gruff voice. And he just, you know, and there's another guy named Steve who worked there. And I didn't know Steve's name. But every time he'd answer the phone, if somebody would ring, he'd go, Jerry's, uh-huh. Man, a few words. But when he spoke, it was just, I don't know. I just found it humorous in a way. His phone conversation would be like, bring, bring, Jerry's, uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Our discounts are in the prices. Okay. That was like, you know, that was like the conversation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. So I called him Jerry's for a long time. But then I found out his name was Steve. But th those two guys were, were cool. And, and they got to know me and I got to know them. And I'd go in there and, uh, you know, they uh, for a while, this is back in the day, but I used to write them checks for the CDs or albums that I bought. They stopped taking checks after a while, but they still took my checks because they knew they were good. So that's how I knew I was in. <laughs> Your old record star. <laughs> in the meantime, while uh, we're making those arrangements, I want you all to listen to the Dalai Band performing my old record store. It's from their release back in 2018, Abnormal Oddities. Here is my old record store. Let's pick. 
It's a blast from the past for me. The excitement of running my fingers through all of those LPs, the vinyl. And at one point I was up to about 500 down to 300 albums now, but I collected a lot over the years. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them would be enthusiastic for you too. Oh yeah. Great stuff. Again, we're with Jeffrey Dallet here today. He is the mastermind behind the Dallet Band, Dallet, D-A-L-L-E-T, like ballet with a D. And the link is on northernspiritradio.org. He's in Denver, Colorado. I'm going to rush this on so we can get in two more songs. What's next? Let's do Someday. I'll be very happy to. It's a sweet song. When did you write it? I wrote it in October of 2008. I was in the process of being an over-the-road trucker at the time, and I was as lonesome as hell. I, I just felt this broken desperation for this love that I had for this particular girl who had rejected me, as per usual, just pining for her and, you know, breaking inside. And I don't know, it just kind of came out, you know, just, and there it was. It was like a, a healing or a launch pad into that healing, I think. And that's what you're going to hear, folks, I think, through Jeffrey Dalley's song, Someday. Someday I will swim inside your eyes I'll be the object of your desire Dance inside your open heart Looking for each day to start a love anew With a kiss upon your eye Someday you will look at me that way And I'll have all the right words to say We'll talk on into the night Drinking the glow of the moonlight Till the sky reflects the sunrise in your eyes You're breathing and your dreams in time with mine Your soft scent will fill the air The chambers of our heart to share A golden bond of love within our soul Until that day I'll be a fool Dreaming on just like I do Until all these foolish dreams come true
hope, folks, that you're going to commit that one to memory. It's called Someday. It's released by the Delay Band on their latest release, The Electric Judas, just as of October. That's come out. If you go to DalaiBand.com, of course, linked on NorthernSpiritRadio.org, you'll be able to track down their music and find more about them. Here, their backstory, too. Someday, again, sweet song, Jeffrey. How do we finish off your song of the soul, Jeffrey? Well, we're going to finish off with a song called Oddball Blues. This song was born out of, I was at an open mic one time. This guy came up and he was just, he was like incredible. I mean, he just like, you know, the whole crowd, like kind of like, and I was like, oh man. And then I got up after him and everybody just talked the whole time, just blah, 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 talking. I just felt so out of my element and out of my league and stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I just really, really struggled. And I was like, I'm just an oddball, man. I'm an outsider. And again, it goes back to that kind of self-worth thing we were talking about. But then I, I wrote Oddball Blues after I went home that night, actually. So. <laughs> it's a different kind of therapy, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we're going to play it to finish off. But first, I want to thank you so much, Jeffrey, for being here, for reaching out. I love contact from people. And people can always track everything down about Northern Spirit Radio via our website, northernspiritradio.org. And you'll find the link there, of course, to the Dalai Band, dalaiband.com. Dallet, D-A-L-L-E-T. We're ending with a song called Oddball Blues, released back in 2018 on their recording, Abnormal Oddities. Here is Oddball Blues. Thank you, Jeffrey, so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll see you all next week. Oddball Blues. Side of the century, too nice for his own good, believing wholly in the half truths and meaner to himself than he should. He's got a razor sense of perception, and the ladies become undone. But he's the laughing stock of their dreams. It'd be nice to be special to someone. The players have failed, the coffin nailed. He did it all right, he still got it wrong. And the preacher says, Hallelujah, pass me another round. all that he knows how to do He's got all the right ingredients but still cops up the oddball blues There's hipsters on South Broadway tonight They're all searching for their names They're all trying to look different but they're doing so They all look the same Today's fads are tomorrow's jokes and he knows them all so well And the scouts want you to be original Just like everyone else
Picking up all the action The studs in the bar suck it down Hate over fear And the club rat slut says Hey, who let the screw To get a drink around here Now he worships the ground she walks on And she kind of recalls his name Giving her something to house Both of their exotic pain He's better off without her But he feels better with her Swinging to the sounds of tension That no one dares mention Is it better to be lonely or be alone? The answer's in her eyes As she claims to be happy and busy With a confidence she just screams lies Oh, I paid for my free ticket too Music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul. And we can't sing for 